Through Their Mother's Eyes is a series of conversations with mothers who share their hearts and experiences raising black sons who because of the color of their skin are often feared, hated, and not valued as human beings. Hello and welcome to Through Their Mother's Eyes where we have real conversations with moms of black sons. It's Florence, and I have with me today Nicolette Sanders, who is a, an entrepreneur, a fabulous mom, and so many other things all wrapped up together. Nicolette, welcome, and thank you so much for joining us tonight on Through Their Mother's Eyes. Absolutely. Thank you so much for thinking of me and having me here. I'm excited. I am excited as well. I am going to jump right in and I'm going to ask you to just share with the audience a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you're from, your, how many children you have, married, et cetera. Share that kind of information, your background. Sure, indeed. Well, again, my name is Nicolette Sanders and um, I am the mother of two boys ages 25 and 15. Yes, huge gap there. Ugh, I don't know what I was thinking, but uh, I am also an entrepreneur. I do coaching and consulting. My company's Change Consulting Solutions. Uh, I came from a background of banking uh, pretty much all my life from a uh, part-time teller, worked my way on up to, a, uh, to an assistant vice president at Bank of America, um, which by then, I just thought, oh, this isn't for me. Time to go and start my own thing. And um, I, I am originally from Philadelphia, born and raised, and am now in sunny Florida, in paradise, and absolutely loving it. Thank you, Nicolette. And I, I am going to make it up there to visit you because- You'd better. Because you have a pool and I don't. You'd better. Oh, yeah, definitely. I definitely will. When when people up up in your area start learning how to wear a mask. Yes. What is wrong with them? Oh, don't get me started. Okay. I know that that's a whole other show. So, <laughs> yeah. The one of the interesting things about you, Nicolette, is that you. I I know when I worked with you in Philly, that you were. I mean, you are educated out the wazoo, basically. I mean, you. Yeah. Law yeah. school. You did. You did. Um, what was it? Business school. I mean, you. Yeah. Yeah. I got my MBA, and yeah. So. Yeah. So. <sighs> it helps. Yeah, I've always loved that about you. It's probably one of the reasons <laughs> that you're you're such a self starter because you, you you go out there and you go for it. You you get it. Oh, thank you, girl. You're welcome. Well, I let me get started on our conversation today. So as you know, unfortunately, we have had the we've had racial issues, racial injustice, social justice mm -hmm. issues on the news, on our minds, on social mm -hmm. media, etc. So we are talking with I say we not as in I am the queen of England. That's not the way <laughs> we as in the team behind this podcast. So I, I am talking with mothers of black sons from different walks of life with different backgrounds, different number of kids, different experiences, et cetera. And mm -hmm. just finding out how how they're they're doing in this current environment and also what their thoughts are on some of these things so like just to to now that people know who you are start out by asking you if you could think of one word to sum up how you feel about all all of these conversations that are going on these days about race what is that? What is that word? Uh, the one word that pops into my mind, honestly, is hopeless. 
I, I know it should, to, to some people that are listening or watching, they may think, oh, that's terrible, you know, but I, I'm honestly hopeless, period. I, I wish I could say that my word was hopeful, you know, like, woo, I'm just hopeful and everything's going to be great. And, you know, this racial war and, you know, these things and people are going to learn about each other. And, you know, we're all going to um, be in this perfect world. But um, based on the conversations, based on what I'm hearing and what my sons are going through, um, their pain, and let's not even talk about the pandemic, but everything regarding race, it's just it makes me feel hopeless. Yeah, that's, and, and you're here because, because we want to hear the, we want to hear the real, you know, the truth, we, the, the real deal. And we're hoping through these podcasts that we will be able to reach other mothers who may be able to, when they hear a mother express that, you know, what you just said about being hopeless in terms of her children and the, the world they're, 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 well, one of them is grown, but the world mm-hmm. that, they, that they live in, I'm hoping that that will speak to their mother's hearts and yes. as they talk with their children and the people in their lives. And I don't know, I, I feel like the language that we speak as mothers we speak the same language. It should be able to translate. So it's, yeah. So hopeless. That's, um, that is real, really real and really raw. So, so yeah. thank you for that, for that response. Sure. So you, so feeling hopeless now because of all the, you know, all the conversation, all the things that are going on. So tell me be, before you became the mother of a black son, how aware were you of the plight of, of black males in this world? And how, I'm going to add something to it for you. How is what's going on now affecting you differently than whatever you knew before you became the mother of black sons? Wow. Prior to being a mother to black sons, um, I was aware of the, inequities, the racism, uh, the levels of racism and how uh, hateful and unloving uh, people can be, right? I was aware of that, um, experiencing it personally, you know, walking into a bank and, um, you know, early morning, I've got my coach briefcase, you know, I've got my red bottoms on and I'm suited up and I'm walking in and, I'd see a a white man hold the door for all the white women and let it go on me, right? So I felt it personally. And then, you know, I watched my father struggle um, uh, for work in hospitals and things like that. I've watched my, well, I've heard my stepfather talk about the, um, the trials and tribulations that he faced in the Navy. Um, I mean, he talked about those things all the time. Uh, Prior to us meeting at Bank of America, um, I uh, worked at a small bank in, um, oh my goodness, right out, actually in Boyertown. Uh And um, I was in training and we all came out for a break and walked smack dab into a Ku Klux Klan march. And um, all I could do was stand there and cry. Like they locked the doors, they made sure we all were safe, but just marching down the street, horses, um, some were covered in the, in the uh, outfits, some weren't, there were babies, kids. It was, it was terrifying, terrifying. So how aware was I prior to this, uh, prior to having sons, very much aware, very much aware. Um, and I knew the climate. However, now having two sons who, they have my personality. 
<laughs> they do. And um, they are outspoken. They, they are outspoken. They want to let you know what they see. They want to let you know, hey, this ain't right. This is not happening. Not on my watch. And for that reason, I'm fearful. I'm very extremely fearful. I call them. I text them. My, my youngest son actually blocked me from calling and texting so much during this whole thing with the racial um, attentions in America. Um, and, and of course, I had to send some vigilantes over to where he was to say, unblock your mother. And he did. But I worry. I, I, I worry. I worry every day. Um, I worry about my two stepsons. I worry about them as well. They aren't as outspoken as my two biological children, but I worry about them as well. Um, it, is, it is very scary. Um, on early, in the first question, I answered that I felt hopeless. And um, relocating to, to Florida, my neighbors have been amazing, right? But I wonder, you know, if, is that Southern hospitality or is that because of what's going on and they're afraid just like we are, right? And they don't want any trouble. They, they want for us to um, all get along, you know, so not everyone's the same, but I just wonder, I, I, I just cannot help but wonder. So um, with your question, my feelings about the racial injustices and George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, it's, it's, it's heightened so much so that I actually start shaking and having anxiety when I watch the news and when I watch these videos, um, because I think that that could be my son. That could be me, one of the moms up there talking. But I guarantee you this, and this may be edited. If I ever, if that ever happens to me, I will not be one of those mothers on the news singing kumbaya, okay, and forgiving everybody. I'm just not. I'm going to be one of those mothers who are going to be fist in the air, loud, uh, at every waking moment, demanding justice, going crazy. They're going to be like, there's Nicolette again. Oh, goodness. She's a pistol, isn't she? Like, people are going to be sick of me because, yeah. um, and I admire the moms who, who've taken such a loss and can be so gracious. Right. Yeah. I pray for that ability. But as of right now, as we sit, I don't have it. And I think that if I took a loss like that, I'd be I'd be so full of rage and just so angry that I don't, I, the news would bleep me and burp me. Like I would, so, so as far as being aware of it very much and have always been. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that. uh, so I, I didn't know the whole KKK March thing. And so I basically, that is, I mean, you know, it's there, there, yeah. there, right around where I live, you know, uh, yeah. Florida is, Florida has, if you go to the Southern Poverty Law Center's website, mm -hmm. Florida has the second highest number of hate groups in it, mm -hmm. second only to California. Granted, mm -hmm. they're not all hate groups against black people, but mm -hmm. they are hate groups and for the most part if a hate group is going to be against certain certain other groups black people tend to be rolled up in there oh yeah so and there are some actual black hate groups which i i found very interesting i yeah I, the, the nation of islam is one yeah yeah so um uh but then again some some christian some christian groups and not like the crazy people with the signs or whatever, but some Christian groups are considered, be, I guess, because of their, their stance on, on certain things like LGBTQ wow. plus or whatever. But that again is for another, is for another show. Yeah. So if, and this is going to, this is going to be tricky for you. Okay. It's going to be tricky. Okay. So I need for you to put your, your, <laughs> I'm taking a deep breath. Take a deep breath. So if, 
Well, no. I, okay, so I'm going to do these these two out of order, and and Bianca can edit. So if I'm not going to do the tricky one yet. Okay. So so based on what you knew, you know, based on what you knew beforehand about the plight of of black males, th this I don't know if you've ever thought of this, but if you had it all to do again, if you could go back based on what you know now and say something to your younger self, what would that be? Hmm. If I could go back and say something to my younger self about this racial, about the racial tones and things that are going on now, what would it be? It would be to prepare myself and keep my eyes wide open because from childhood, um, I just wasn't taught that, you know, whites are bad or Hispanics or this or that. Like, I just wasn't. So um, I was never taught that, you know, uh, hey, watch those white people or, you know, hey, watch, watch that corner or watch that. I, I just wasn't. So when I started to experience it in corporate America, it shocked me. It hurt me. It made me want to go under a rock and never come back out. It, 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 it hardened my heart. It, it made me suspicious. It, it, it made me angry. It made me want to retaliate. It made me just like, listen, all of you just line up because I'm coming for everyone. Just give me a fair one. Like, like I began to really, really just, just take it in. And when you're oblivious that there's problems in the first place, right. From, from the time you're, you're, you're a child. Like we, you know, like we were like a melting pot in the family. Right. Like it wasn't like, you know, this neighborhood only had, you know, blacks or, you know, Latinos or whatever. Like, like we in our family, we were all different. Which which most which most black families are, especially yeah. everywhere there were just about everywhere there were black slaves and mm -hmm. everywhere. The owners of black slaves impregnated their slaves or mm -hmm. that. And so there's a lot of mixture in yes. black families. It is just something that you, that you just, you know, you just see and you, you yeah. grow up with, even if you don't grow up around other races, there's, they're yep. the ones that are super dark and they're the ones who are, you know, you can't even really tell that, that they're, they're black other than maybe some, some mm -hmm. facial features or something. Yeah, but, there's different hair. There's the, you know, yeah. like mine's more kinky than my cousin Keisha's. Hers was what we called the good hair, you know, the wavy hair, you know. She didn't have to get popped with the brush when grandma was doing her hair. <laughs> you know, I got popped because I had the nappy, kinkier, you know, hair. So we we were different. And yeah. but we didn't really see that you're different and you're better or you're different and you're worse. And, and I'm just speaking from the way I was raised. Like I didn't re I didn't think that, you know, this shade of a person would be mean to me because of the shade that I am. Like I, I did not experience any of that until I got into corporate America. I did not experience it. I, I did not experience being shut out of a meeting or not included in a meeting. Um, I just thought it was because they didn't think I was smart enough to be in the meetings. I didn't think for one minute that it was my skin color or because I'm African-American. I did not think that. So to, so to get that boom, you know, that, that bam, you know, in your face and you weren't prepared for it, it's a different type of ouch. You know, it, it, it hits it differently. So I would say to myself, be prepared, get ready and keep your eyes open to my younger self. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's good. I, I personally always walk around prepared to not be surprised what people do. Yes. So it's, it's interesting to me 
because even as I was growing up, I was aware of things. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, but you're too, you know, you're too nice about it. You're too whatever. And a lot of times it's because that doesn't surprise me. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make it right. Right. But I'm not surprised. Right. And which on, you know, if you look at it differently, that's kind of sad. Right. So no, it's not because you know what, when you said that you, you're prepared, right? So, and people say, well, wow, like you took that really well versus Nicolette over here, the, the, the complete opposite, right? Here I am, I'm not prepared. And when it happens to me, I'm taking my earrings off. I'm ready to like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's the Vaseline. Okay, girl, my Tim's, I'm like ready, okay? <laughs> ready, okay, ready, yeah, clapping it off. I just, I just think like for you, like it's not bad. I think it's worse for me because I react like boom, like I'm ready. Like I'm one of the ones that'll be in the chokehold on the street. You know, you'll, you'll be seeing me like, oh my God, that's Nicolette, you know, right? And, and that's bad. And I'm trying to work on that. Like yeah. it shocks me so badly. Yeah. I react. You know, versus you, you're like, mm, I expected it, whatever. Well, I would say, though, to not, so, so work, yeah, work on it, right? Because you don't want to be called off to jail, but, <laughs> no. but don't stop being, and, and, and I don't think you could, even if, if you wanted to, don't stop being you in the sense that you, people know, I mean, people know up front who you are, who they're dealing with. And you're not going to, when all of this stuff started or, or started back up the latest hashtag, the George Floyd, the Ahmaud Arbery and, and, and Brianna, all of mm -hmm. those things started up. I, it took me weeks to be able to express pretty much anything because wow. I, in saying to people, in, in realizing that, okay, this is, I expected or whatever, I've always known that it's not right. Yeah. But because I haven't given myself permission to just come out and be, you know, like go Shaniqua on people. Cause I don't, yes. I don't know how to go Shaniqua on people, but I do know how to use words and I know mm. that I can do a lot of damage with words. And so oh, I, absolutely. I've, I, so it took me, but it was all internal, right? Because mm -hmm. I'm thinking these things, I'm seeing people post things on social media and having to take a break from it because it's like, I don't want to think that about you. Yes. No, I knew it about you. Mm -hmm. I don't want to mm -hmm. think that because there is no going back from me thinking this about people who are saying and posting and whatever certain things. So Correct. Don't stop letting yourself, you know, feel things or say things or whatever as you work on your, um, Correct. as you work on, on what you're working on with yourself. Yes. So if, so this is the one that I was saying, watch out. So it's tricky. Okay. Are, so you know that it, in, we talk a lot about the elevator speech. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if you were on an elevator with somebody properly masked up and everything, right. If you were on an elevator with somebody and you had 20 to 30 seconds to tell them because they said to you, I really want to help. I really want to do something, but I don't know what to do. What would you say to them in the 20 to 30 seconds that you have on the elevator? Question. If they want to help with what's going on with the, the racial. racial yes. In 20 to 30 seconds, I'd say, I, you know, okay, ready? Just say Here we it. Go. Yes. Yeah. I'd say, what do you mean you don't know what to do to help? Like, why don't you already know this? You know, if this was your son uh, with, a, with a knee on his neck in the street, you wouldn't know what to say? Like, you, you wouldn't have a clue what to say? I think that your answer or your thing of, hey, I tell me what to do. I don't know what to, I think that's just an excuse because you really don't want to be involved. You don't want to be involved. I shouldn't have to tell you how another mother would feel or how a father would feel or brother, sister, whoever would feel about what's been happening. 
do you not watch the news? Like, see, that's my Shaniqua. I just go in. Like, I wouldn't have a special enlightening, you know, special thing to say. I just, just come for it. Like, just come right for their neck, like we say in the hood. I'm coming for you. What do you mean you don't, or, or, or how can you support? How can you help? What do you mean? What, what type of help would you like if your son was murdered on television? What, what would you want us to do? I mean, and then after that, I roll my eyes, toss my hair, check my nails, and walk away. <laughs> That's what I'd say. That's awesome. And, you know, you say that you, 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 you know, you go straight Shaniqua or whatever, but it, mm -hmm. it takes all kinds, right? So the reason we're doing this and the reason we're talking to a bunch of moms mm -hmm. is that we all have in common the fact that we are mothers of black sons. Mm -hmm. We're not necessarily all black or, or all there, there are a couple of, of the moms who are not black, but they're mothers of black sons. And so it's about being mothers of black sons. We have that one thing in common, definitely. Yes. All different. We all, mm -hmm. you know, I might say something a certain way and I may be cutting somebody with my, you know, with my, with my, with my rhetoric. Mm -hmm. And you may come up and take off your earrings and slather yes. on some Vaseline, but I know that you're capable of the other as well. Oh, I, absolutely. I watch your videos from Change Consulting Solutions and the way you talk, you talk to people, potential clients or maybe whatever yes. is very just straight up. You don't, and, and we need that as much as we need the people who can go in there and, you know, I'm the, I'm, you know, I, I may be an attorney or I may be, yes. Teacher and I'm whatever. We need all of it because it takes yes, times. And yes, this is what helps people understand that just like we're all different, our mm -hmm. sons are different. You cannot take every black male and put him in the same exactly bucket which is exactly. why they are being hunted and killed. And even on camera, it's, you know, it, it's, mm -hmm. it's a big game hunter or something. So mm -hmm. people need to understand we are all different. You can't, you can't just put us all, you know, you can't absolutely. Put, you can't put, absolutely. yeah. Can't put baby in a corner and you can't put us all in a box. So and even, even with, with, with my two sons and your two sons, like, like, they're not the same, even in our homes. Like, so, like, and even if you take, you know, uh, someone of another ethnicity, Asians, like, their children, their boys are not the same. Like, I mean, they're different. Like, they have different personalities. They have different likes and wants and dreams and goals and, you know, tastes and things. So, like, once we start to just bring the humanity back, I mean, um, Things will change, but I just, I'm just not hopeful that it'll, that it'll ever happen. Right. Because it's, it's been going on for a long time and, and we live in a fallen world and people are imperfect and we do a really good job of, of demonstrating that when it comes to this stuff. So now what I'm going to do is. Uh oh. So this is what you used to do in Philly when we were at the office and you wanted to tell me something that happened and you'd be like, okay, ready? <laughs> then you could tell the story. And to, yes. to this day, my sister's like, oh my gosh, are you going to interview Nicolette? <laughs> ready? Ready? So, ready? ready? <laughs> um, all right. So now we're going to do what we call the speed round. So. Okay. You get to, I'm going to say certain things, and, and you know as well as I do, I, I've shared with you some of the things that have, that have happened to me, some things that have happened to me that you've said, girl, I would have cut them already. Uh, uh, girl, you should have <laughs> called me. All right. <laughs> Woo, girl. I know, I know, but I don't want you to go to jail. So, <laughs> I, so it's going to be, these are things that I have either had people say to me. And when I say, say to me, Nicolette, I don't mean on the phone where they think they're talking to the, to the, the blonde woman. Mm -hmm. This is to my face. These people can see me and they know mm -hmm. 
So some of these things have been said to me. Some of these things I've seen on social media. Some of mm-hmm. these things I've, I've, I've heard. But in one way or another, I've heard all of these things. So what okay. I want from you is I just want you to give me your, your gut reaction. Okay. To each of these things. So the first and one. And I'm is, timed? Am I timed? You're not timed, but it is your gut reaction. Okay. And you do, so to a, so if you say something that has to be censored, then I might say, okay, let's go back and say slightly differently, but otherwise just do it and then keep on rolling. Okay. okay. Got it. So ready? Ready. Okay. Ready. Uh, so when we talk about black lives matter and people say all lives matter. No, they do not. Not until black lives matter. Eye roll, vicious eye roll. Okay, we got we got the vicious eye roll. I think that Bianca can work work with that. And that's not you saying that other lives don't matter. You're just correct. Saying all lives matter isn't true until until Black lives matter. All lives matter cannot matter. Like 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 everyone's lives can't matter if Black lives don't. Like, yep. and I don't know why it's so difficult to understand that. But okay. <laughs> Okay, so the, this next one, uh, and I and I heard this on a on a radio show actually, mm-hmm. and it is that more black babies are killed in more black lives are lost in abortion clinics than at the hands of police. Don't those lives matter too? Wow. So where are these statistics coming from? What- where are they, uh, this is just something you guessed. This is just something you just pulled out the air, sir. That, like, like, where are you getting these numbers? Like, do you have all the abortion center clinic uh, numbers, stats? Uh, do you work there? Like, are you in corporate of these places? Like, where is this coming from? And since you decided to give us your, your color commentary and give us those stats, um, What's your purpose in even asking that? Like, like what is it to, to try and uh, just, just make the movement less potent? It, like, what, like what's your, where are you coming from, sir? What's your angle, sir, ma'am? What's your angle? Yeah, what's That's your all point? I want to know. Yeah, yep. like, what's the point? Good, 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 good. Okay. Slavery ended more than 150 years ago, and the civil rights movement was decades ago. Why can't you just move past all of this? Hmm. That is so awful because I don't hear anyone saying that to the Jews. I don't hear anyone saying that to any other race or creed of people who have suffered injustices and no other, no other group has suffered for as long as we did. That's why I can't get the hell over it. That's why. And, and because we're still dealing with the remnants of what happened so long ago today. That's why I can't. Good, good, good. Thank you. I didn't curse, so I'm doing good. You didn't. I'm sitting here and I'm like, I am very impressed. Yes, I try. Very impressed. So, okay. (laughs) Um, The next one is most people admit that slavery, slavery was wrong, but it can't be an excuse forever. I mean, look at you and what you've accomplished in your life. Why can't everybody just do that? I have heard that. I've heard that. And I must admit, these things are making me sweat. I'm so glad you guys are not here with me. Like, because I have like sweat, like pits here. Like, I'm like sweating. Um, uh, Yes, yes. Some of us were able to, um, you know, be somewhat successful. Yes, some of us were. Um, But it is not without doses of the crap it's it's not without these silly ridiculous comments from people it's we have to deal with it as well some of us are stronger than others i mean it's it's just like death some of us do okay with death when we have someone close to us that you know passes away and others don't i mean nobody forgot about 9 11 
So why, like, you know, no one forgets how fantastic those, those racist people on those statues in those places, like everyone gives homage. Oh, and let's not talk about how everyone, everyone just loves Christopher Columbus. Why didn't anybody forget about him? I'm just saying, why are we expected to forget about our history and our legacy and what happened? And it was terrible, but we're supposed to remember Christopher Columbus. We're supposed to remember him because he was such a great guy, but he really wasn't. But we celebrate him and we protect his statues. Why? Good, good, good stuff. The next one is that so many people are suffering for so many reasons right now. Mm -hmm. Let's not forget that. <laughs> what the hell is that supposed to mean? <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait. Okay. Say that again. Oh, wait. No, wait. Laugh. Hold on. Wait. Okay. Wait. I said the wrong thing. Um, okay. okay. Rewind. What was the question again? It was, so many people are suffering for so many reasons right now. Let's not forget that. What is that supposed to mean? Like, what? Like, I need some more specifics, sir, ma'am. Like, what, what do you mean so many people are suffering from so many things right now? Let's not forget that. So are you saying or are you asking me to forget about my brother who was murdered by police on camera. You want me to forget about that because of the economic depression? I could care less about an economic depression. I could care less about businesses who are struggling or the businesses who were, who were uh, vandalized and stuff. Like, I think that takes a second seat. I think this pandemic takes a second seat, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seven, eight, ninth, one hundredth seat to black people being murdered in cold blood by the police, just in general. So I don't, I don't care about the other people suffering when I see people that look like me dying on the news and TV every day. Sweat pouring. I'm, I'm sweating. Like I'm like. I see that. I see that. Oh. So, um, not that I see the sweat. You're you're fine. But good. I good. See that you are you are passionate about this. So, ready? Yes, ready. Racism wouldn't be an issue if black people didn't keep talking about it. Someone actually said this. Like this is. My mouth. <laughs> I see that. I see that. I was like, is she frozen? Um, they said, they said, yes, it wouldn't be an issue if one of the things was if black people didn't talk that way. And the other thing was if they didn't keep dwelling on it, basically. They, well, and they were talking to me, so. Well, 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 um, it wouldn't be an issue if black people would stop talking about it. Um, again. I have to go back to whoever said this, I'm sure, um, and, and I'm relating it to death because that's what's been happening to our people. Um, I'm quite sure that this person has lost a loved one. And I'm quite sure every year on their birthday, they take, or every year on their anniversary, they take flowers to their grave every day. So you can't forget about a loved one you lost. So why is it that black people have to forget about their injustices? Why is it that black people have to stop talking about racism? You don't stop talking about your Aunt Luann, you know? Like you don't stop talking about your brother Timmy who, who died of an overdose. Like you don't, you don't stop talking about that and your love for him. So why are we expected to not love our own why are we expected to just oh we'll just get over it right but no one else is 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 expected to to just get over it no one except for us 
that doesn't make any sense. But that's when the earrings come off. <laughs> because, because I really do think that a, a lot of times people say things because they know that we are going to be the bigger person. They know that we're going to eh, warn her off a duck's back. They know that we're going to say something eloquent back to them. And they don't fear that. Like they don't, they're like, mm, whatever, you know, but, but what they do fear and what they don't like is when someone is like, excuse me, you know, like, like, like when you have an action with like, like when a consequence warrants your, your, your action or when you raise your voice and when, you, you know, people say, oh, well, that's not the way to go, but we only get justice and we only get um, acknowledged when we do that. Yeah, which so. is, which is, uh, just kind of sad, very sad. Very, um, absolutely. So I only have a, a few more left here. So in talking about your, your, you know what, I'm going to skip and I'm going to say, here's one for you. Okay. I don't I'm see ready. color. Wait, let me do it again. <laughs> so in case nobody, in case you didn't catch that, I said, I don't see color. Well, your ancestors sure did. Your, your, your ancestors sure did. They saw color big time. Wow. So, I don't know how you don't see it. Stevie Wonder sees color. Ray Charles, Helen Keller, they see color. And they, and they can't even see. So I'm confused. Like, I'm confused. And another thing, it had to have been someone to say that they don't see color who was on the other side. They had to have been because when, I mean, I see color. I saw color when I was little. But when I see color, it doesn't resonate. It, it, it doesn't say to me bad. It doesn't, like, I don't have, but when others see color, it's like, ooh, you know? Like, it's, 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 it's sad you don't see color. But your great, 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 great grandfather and them did. Hard eye roll. Yes, edit that, please, because I want to try to have some poof during this video. No, you have to, don't edit, Bianca, don't edit that your great, 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 great grandfather and them did. <laughs> they sure did, and we know they did. So. Yes, they, they had to have to enslave a whole group of people because of their, their color. So, mm -hmm. um, let me see. Okay, now I know... Well, you, okay. So <laughs> I'm thinking, because this is just, okay. So what is your, your, your gut reaction if, if somebody were to say to you, really, when have you or your kids ever experienced racism? Someone actually said that? Yes, just go ahead. Okay. Um, when have me or my kids, well, Okay, so my son, Christian, as you know, okay, he, um, he's experienced racism and had no idea that it was racism. He had no clue at his school, okay? Um, he is the minority in his school, like a major minority, if that makes any sense. He's the, a major minority. It's only six of him at, at the school. And he experienced it fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, I experience it. I, I sometimes have um, uh, organizations reach out to me and need consulting, need me to do some coaching for some employees. And, um, and then they ask me to send over all my information. I send it all over. I'm looking fantastic on paper because I do, right? And um, I look great on paper, yay. And we set up a meeting to meet in person or to meet via Zoom. And 
I walk in and the entire, the, the mood in the room changes. And me thinking that I'm just crazy because that's how we're made to feel when these types of things happen. Um, I ignore the change in the, of the mood in the room and I do my thing and I practiced and I rehearsed and I had all my ducks in, in order in, in order. And, um, I end up not getting that contract or I end up not, uh, uh, winning that bid. And, um, I got a call from one because I sent a handwritten note. Thank you for the opportunity. And, um, I got a call from this organization and saying, Nicolette, you were fantastic, but we just don't think that you'd met, that you'd meet what our vision is in, in the company. And I'm like to coach people. And he's like, yeah. So then, so, you know, I do research and I find out who took my spot or who won the bid. And it wasn't someone of color. Um, and that's happened many of times. But what, but what does it do for me? Because I'm working on me and I'm working on Nicolette and I'm working on how I react to things, especially in business. Now, personal, I goes off. But from a business perspective, what I try to do is just get even sharper. You know, I try to just bring it even harder. I try to just be the best and just the sharpest and just be on my A game. It just motivates me in other ways. So when was the last time we ever experienced racism? It's quite often actually. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's, I want to say it's, it's sad that that, that that happens to you, the whole change of the mood and everything, mm -hmm. but I'm not saying it because I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, I can't imagine that. I'm saying it because I've shown up for interviews in the past after mm. a phone conversation and literally had people say, Oh my gosh, you're so eloquent. Or yeah, or the look on the face <gasps> is just and this is not interviews in the recent past at all. This is not right, but yeah. Or I ever this was years ago, decades ago. <laughs> but the look and you can tell, you can tell when the person mm -hmm. when you walk in and they're like, um, uh, <laughs> Um, yes. Yes. That really smart girl. I was talking to. Yes. Yes, indeed. So, yes, yeah, indeed. it's it's and in that and that <clears throat> that yes. So that happens, and it's 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 it sucks, and it is. I don't know. You talk about you talk about anxiety, and I having you know you talk about having anxiety because of of this stuff recently, and mm -hmm. I have because you express yourself so, so, you know, whether you, whether you sound outrageous or not, you just say it like it is like you, yes. you tell them the baby's ugly and I, yes. may, I may tell them the baby's ugly, but I do it in such a way that I'm really holding back some stuff. So for mm -hmm. me, it's not anxiety attacks that I've had. It's just, I mean, just anger. Yeah. And, and that for is, sure that is something that, that I, that I'm working on. So for sure. Absolutely. Let me, let me, let me hit you with another one. Yeah. Maybe if black people weren't the ones breaking the law all the time, this kind of stuff wouldn't be happening. <sighs> okay. So black people breaking the law all the time. So who else fills the jails in America? It's, it's just black people because there's more white people in jail, okay, than there are black people. However, based on the number of black people there are, the number of black people that are in jail are disproportionate to the number of us that are out here. So there are more white people breaking the laws, but you know what, they're not, like what about that guy, Dylan Roof, who walked in the church and just shot everybody up? He, came, he walked out the church and they gave him a cheeseburger to eat. He didn't have a scratch on him, a black eye, a bloody nose, nothing. Nothing happened to him. Nothing. 
he's just sitting in his jail cell, you know, just uh, just all in one piece. You know what I'm saying? But our people are being beat or getting the brakes beat off of them and losing their lives. So yeah, no, goodbye. Bye, bye lady, bye girl with that black people stop breaking laws. Bye, bye. See, they would never invite me back to the office party. They would never. <laughs> They'd be like, uh, Ixnay on Nicolette. But Nicolette, I really do want to thank you for, for joining me and having this conversation this evening. It is, I know that you and I, you know, we get together and we cut up and we laugh a lot and everything, but there are things, there are things that you said, things that you shared that are, that are not actually funny at all. We just mm -hmm. have learned to, to find, to find humor in things. Yes these are things that are not funny and thank you for sharing your heart because i believe that there will be people who can relate to to what you've said as a mother as a woman as an entrepreneur as a black woman and i really appreciate you taking your your time to do this and not hanging out in your pool because i would be and cooking out yeah but yeah Florence thank you for thinking of me thank you for reaching out thank you thank you thank you I'm I was so excited when you said hey would you be interested I'm like absolutely when you call I'm coming girl so yeah so I'm happy to be here and I hope that I contributed something uh, to resonate with someone and I'm praying that this um, that the pocket reaches lots of people that it reaches lots of people um uh, because this is a good thing and people need to need to hear this yep yep thank you for joining us for through their mother's eyes real talk with moms of black sons we'll be back next week with another great conversation in the meantime don't forget to like and follow us and join the conversation on facebook or instagram